Yep, it's a great album, but Dua Lipa needs to share the credit for future nostalgia with Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Madonna, Kylie, and even Pink. It is incredibly bold to actually adapt your vocals to emulate other artists, but that's exactly what she does here. Pretending to be Katy Perry on Cool, pretending to be Madonna on Hallucinate. Was it on purpose? Possibly. But there is no taking away from the brilliance of this album. Mega fans of Stuart Price will be able to hear his influence throughout. In typical Stuart style, this album rarely lets up. There are no ballads. It's wall-to-wall nightclub. Until we hit the incredibly naive and potentially dangerous Boys Will Be Boys, an absolutely terrible track that blindly reinforces the prevailing narrative that men have been dominant aggressors throughout history, enjoying the bounty of this earth at the expense of a suppressed subspecies known as women. So disappointing, Dua. Young women look to you. (laughs) Joining me to discuss this openly ambitious album and pop star, Lily and Megs. Hello. Thanks for having me, Tim. We got very political very quickly. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but I I couldn't believe it. I was enjoying this album. And I hadn't heard it. Lily suggested we do this, and I know it is incredibly stupid of me not to have listened to such a huge album before. I've listened to you know, a lot of it, but not mm. as a work. Really enjoying it, and then get to the end, and I honestly couldn't believe what I was hearing. And then she spoke to me, Megs. She actually spoke, as I'm being offended. She goes, and if you're offended by this song, then you're probably, you know, an abuser or <laughs> a male or part of the something. problem, whatever she yeah. says to me. But I mean, it was like, quite a, it was a visceral experience, actually, because I was literally offended, thinking, I can't <laughs> believe what I'm hearing. And then she said, if you're offended by this, then. Mm. So she was talking directly to me through my car speakers. It was an amazing, amazing thing. Well, what you'd call this is toxic masculinity or the, the idea of, and that's what she's sort of pushing here. Which, you know. Well, I'm looking forward to having the discussion. But before we do, I always like the people listening, they always give feedback. Can, can we know a little bit more about uh, the people on the panel? So what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given, Mix? Um, Mum told me to... Hang on, that's the wrong answer already. Mm, she gave me good advice. She told me to study legal studies for my highest school certificate. And then that was my best subject. And got me very good marks. So, and I enjoyed it. It was interesting. Hmm. So, very specific advice too. Very specific. Not one of those, you know, life is like a box of chocolates piece of advice. No, it was very practical. Very practical. Very yeah. South African. <laughs> and Lily, people have missed you. They really genuinely have. People have missed you. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? The best piece of advice I've ever been given is um, sometimes help is always given to you but the package it comes in may not be what you expect. So that might work for you, Tim, on listening to that last song. (laughs) Lily's already steering me away from my... (laughs) Oh, I have my complaints as well. It's just, you know, Mm got to keep an open mind. Someone should have offered Dewa some advice about this album. Don't end a pure joy album with a political statement. Well, yes. I completely agree. The ending, I think, is... It, I honestly, whenever I listen to the album, I kind of stop at track nine. I would have maybe ended with, I'm just looking at the songs now. I would, I would have, have ended, ended with, yeah. I would have ended with Don't Start Now. I feel like that would have been a perfect closer. Ooh. Oh, very ironic. The best song. 
Mm. I love that. Uh, not to mention, like, musically, this song is just so poorly placed. Imagine you're at a great party and it's been an absolute blast and then the DJ announces <laughs> that it's the last song of the evening, right? You've been having a great time. You've lost yourself in the moment, which is the whole point of, of pop music, really. Well, so, most of the time it is. And then the, the DJ comes up to the microphone and goes, now, if you'd allow me, I'd like to talk about gender politics. <laughs> Women, y'all, they're entitled to social, economic, and political freedom. Ooh, and, and by the way, boys suck. Well, yeah. I mean, it's so out of I place. Think people would be very upset. But regardless, forget the message for a second. Forget what I said about the message, which I want to talk about later. But even just musically, why would you... Why would you do this album and then shove that song at the end? It's so offensive and abrupt yeah. and abrasive and wrong. Well, it's not really a concept album that relates to anything even vaguely political. It's, it's so there's no need to just sort of throw it in there tokenistically like that. She put it in there for kudos. You know, oh, people are going to think I'm a strong feminist in the pop world. Mm. You know, that's, well, that's why it's shoved it, in there. On Wikipedia literally says that. It says, and it's got a strong feminist message with the song Boys Will Be Boys. Yeah, and she, it was just it's a token grab. And but if you're going to mm. make an album like that, yeah, sure, no worries. Let's have well, a political discussion. That's the thing fine. I always think about feminism is just by being a strong, independent woman and and you know working on these products and like I don't know, like that's all you need to do to be a feminist is that you show you you sort of do it by example. Like this is how amazing women can be. So, Lily, it sounds like you don't like the song musically. That's why you skip it. What do you think about it being on the album at all? What do you think of I, the message? I completely agree. I think that it really doesn't, especially with the whole concept behind future nostalgia, you know, it doesn't really fit. I don't get anything nostalgic about the song at all or anything like referencing something. And I think it is oddly placed and the messaging is very bizarre for what the other parts of the album have. I don't hate the message as much as it seems you do, but um, I do think it's oddly placed and the inclusion is bizarre to me. Let's take the song on its own. Forget it's part of this project. What do you like about this message? I mean, I appreciate the message, especially because I've been sharing. So my mom often hates what music I listen to. She often says things like Madonna and Kylie are so boring. What they do is the same. There's no change in the music which i know is pretty i know um but i got her hooked on this album and i was really happy with that um and she loves this song just because of the message um and i really appreciate what she is saying to girls again even if it's not exactly in how i would like to hear it i understand what she's saying but i do think she it could have been done better because the chorus is quite cringy to me just you know boys will be boys and girls will be women yeah. Yeah. Oh golly, there's so much <laughs> wrong in this. But anyway, well, I just think it 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 makes the assumption that we teach aggression when actually aggression is one of the oldest biological mechanisms that exist deep in our reptile brain, whereas civility is what we <laughs> have to teach through socialization. Um, and so yeah, it's just backwards. But you know, I I don't know. It, it's it it does imply that we teach through our media. Um, that boys, you know, should be violent. And, and I just don't understand that. But anyway. Here's the irony. She's actually doing her own cause no end of harm and she doesn't even realise it. Every time an influential figure perpetuates the myth that boys and men are fundamentally threatening figures, they are conversely cementing the idea that women are weak, uh, virtuous, powerless, mm. 
and get this different species altogether. Human yeah. beings are sophisticated, complex figures, and for Dewar to convince a generation of young women that boys as a group are predominantly silly, impulsive, and threatening is well, every bit as offensive as somebody suggesting women are limited because of their sex. And and I think you've got a good point because there's feminine men and masculine women. It's like why would you just pick a sex or a gender and then, you know, ascribe all of this nastiness to it? Like it's that that's sort of the definition of sexism in a way. If we want to raise good men, we need to avoid demonising boys. Dua will be a mother one day and she'll possibly have a son and she will hopefully be retrospectively appalled at this song for demonising that precious little parcel that she's going to hold in her arms. Well, she would probably say to that, though, to be fair, that, like, I'm just not going to expose him to violent media and I'm not going to teach him that it's okay to be aggressive. And No, and sorry, there's... listen to some of the lyrics here, Meg. It's, it's second nature to walk home before the sun goes down and put your keys between your knuckles when there are boys around. Like, I mean, I usually feel that kind of way, especially, like, when I go to school in the city i usually am very defensive mm. with well i mean i'm usually defensive with everyone it's not just boys but i understand where she's coming from but she's probably not just seeing any man and going oh i'll put my keys between my knuckles she's probably seeing aggressive men together like when i go out to the car and there's you know guys there and they look like they're sort of rowdy um i get a bit scared too but the question is why they're like that and the answer isn't tv She's telling girls that they should feel threatened when they pass boys or men. And that is a really, really unsafe message if we yeah. want to actually get this world where it needs to be. For example, on a plane, the little girl who needs to be chaperoned, she's not with her parents. She needs to get on the plane. She needs to go from A to B. So her parents have put her on the plane under the, the chaperone of, of the plane staff. But the parent that says, don't seat my little girl next to a man, sit them next to a woman, is perpetuating the problem just like Jua is every bit as much as an aggressive male in society. Mm. Yeah, I get what you're coming from. But all men as aggressors. Do not generalize all men as perpetrators. Do not generalize all men as sexual perverts. And that's what she's doing in this song. Yeah. Honestly, the world we live in has gone crazy. If I wrote a song that made huge sweeping statements about girls and women, yeah. I would be shut down off Facebook, off Twitter, yeah, and I would be yeah. howled down. When Dewar does it, this is a good example of where we sit in society right now, but it's okay to discriminate in one direction and it's not okay to discriminate in another. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, again, I get where you're coming from and I agree that there's some issues with generalization, but I mean, if you ask me and you were to like ask anyone, I would much rather have my child if they were getting on a plane, you know, sit next to like a potential mother than just a single man. Like when I played that, like when my mom heard the song, she related to the issue because she's been through experiences that do was talking about on the song. And I've luckily not been through those kind of experiences, but I certainly feel that kind of way just because of how it affects other people I know. Let me tell you something. This song suggests that society brushes off the crimes of men, which is simply not true. There is a spotlight on men. If anything, men are prejudged to have the potential for all kinds of antisocial behaviour before anyone's even spoken to them or met them. What we do tend to brush off as a society is the potential of women to be perpetrators of child abuse, of domestic and family violence. It mm. is real and it is there, yet if you ask most people, they would not believe that women have that potential to be perpetrators where it is absolutely significant for anyone who works in this sector. Mm. 
I agree. Yeah. I'm not disregarding that women can do bad things or that they could often gain more control in certain situations with like divorce situations. Yeah, and you've just got to focus on the individual and and who they are. And so obviously if somebody's making assumptions about you based on your sex then that's a bad thing, but you know, it, it yeah, the statistics also exist. That that's that's important. Well, if we want to talk statistics and data, among relationships with non-reciprocal violence, women are reported to be the perpetrator in the majority of cases. Yes, but men and are there's more. a little factor that most people would go, that's not true. Go yeah. and look it up, people. But men are much more um, lethal in their means of, of violence most of the time. That's, that's something to note as well. Look, the bottom line is any civilised society should seek to intervene when any violence is perpetrated by anyone. But there is an absolute harm to our social fabric when we and influential people like Jua perpetrate this idea that only men are, because of their very nature, able to intimidate, hurt or abuse. Not true, not factual, not evidence-based. And Jua doing the left-wing song like this and convincing a whole generation of young women that boys are something to be feared is really unhelpful. If you want to raise good men, you should stop demonising boys. Yeah, and it actually surprises me because Drew seems strikes me as very sophisticated and intelligent. So the lyrics to this, she could have done the message in a much more artful way if she was going to do it. So, but and I that's guess, my whole complaint, really. Yeah, is I think the lyrics way. are really cringy. Mm, they could have been just better written. Should we mm-hmm. go back to talking about pop music instead of, you know, the Tim's Angry Political Statement <laughs> podcast? I love politics. <laughs> yes. though, so. I do too. I do think, though, especially with how we literally started, where this is this song seems so out of place on this album, where we've done it a lot. Let's just all agree on that. It's it ridiculously placed. We could take this out of this <laughs> podcast and just make a separate video called Boys Will Be Boys is Stupid or something. All right, what did you think, Lily, of what I said at the beginning that a Dua Lipa needs to share the credit with other major artists? I mean, by its very title, it's called Nostalgia is in there. So she's obviously deliberately referencing other artists. But I actually was quite taken aback by how far she – what to, the, the length she went to to emulate those other artists in particular songs. Well, I think she did a fantastic job. Now, I know you said Lady Gaga earlier, but um, I don't – like something with Lady Gaga for me is I feel like Lady Gaga has a tendency to feel like if she references, she's stealing. So <laughs> if Lady Gaga references or like decides not to reference, then it's okay. But if Lady Gaga says she's referencing, then it feels wrong or something to her, even though I completely disagree. But Dua seems like I'm going to reference and be honest about it. And not only be honest about it, I'm going to give you references that you'll recognize and respect. And then I'll also bring in the people that inspired me to help create this record. Hmm. I couldn't agree more. I don't know what it is to poor old Gaga where it feels like she's not nodding to those other greats. She's, you know, um, just propagating their work. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in here, I feel that very much so. She is nodding to all those. Yeah, brilliant she, she's people. not trying to hide it or, at all, or like sort of disguise it as something else. Yeah, and she's doing it respectfully too. Mm. I've never seen an artist so determined to make a song a hit as Levitating. 
how many times is she going to release this song? It feels like she first released it to the world back in like March or April and she's re-released it about 16 times. It's, yeah. It feels so childish. It feels like she's saying, this is a really good song and you're just not getting it. So she remixes it a tiny bit. She performs it. She's even performing it now. She's yeah. out there performing it now. Mm-hmm. What is her problem with this song? I'm sick of it. Tear it up like the omelette that it is and chuck it out the window. Can I say, I think it's because she was disappointed that the initial video clip that mm. she tried to do, that which was going to be with Madonna, didn't go according to plan. Possibly. And it was very sad because all it had was Madonna's vocals. And I'll tell you something, video though, Madonna should never have been allowed to get her hands on this. All she wanted to do was knock <laughs> all the pop stuffing out of it. No, no I wanted her in. Imagine if she'd been in the video with Jua. They could have done something incredible. It was an awful, hideous version. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. Yeah, that to. version was a so, bit, like darker. So I'm getting from you, Tim, that you much prefer the album version over the Madonna remix. Oh, yes. Don't get me wrong. I love the song, uh, the the track, the album, even the mix she's done with 16 other people and, and she'll throw a rap in every now and then and then she'll <laughs> change the first word so that's a different song. And yeah, she'll I'm dance in different absolutely ways. Absolutely. A little hop dance she does. If I see it one more time on one more show, oh my gosh. she puts her little leg up and then she does the next and I'm thinking, Jua, let it go. It's not going to be number one ever, yeah, it- ever. Ever. It doesn't seem to take hold, does it? <laughs> it's not. It's a good song, it. but it's not a massively popular song. But Lily, it sounds like you did like Madonna's version. I actually, I do like the Madonna version more. I think it's purely just because I appreciate the production and how dark it was. Because mm-hmm. my favorite songs on the album were Hallucinate and Physical, because I feel like they go a more darker route versus Sometimes other songs like Don't no Start Now and Levitating are a lot Professionalism brighter. is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Mm. Hallucinate is straight off confessions of a, on a dance floor, though. I mean, mm-hmm. again, it's it's a nod. I'm not saying there's any problem with that, but easily Madonna could have had that on that album. And well, can I Stuart tell- Price did produce that one. Yeah. He did that in uh, Levitating. Lily, how often do you play this album? I mean, in my opinion, I play this album at least in full once a week, and it's probably yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Again, wow. I, I do skip the last two songs, generally. <laughs> um... But you I play. Really didn't save a title because she was scared that <laughs> I might did. get him enraged again. <laughs> that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I hate the I hate Good in Bed more than I do Boys Will Be Boys. I feel like oh, Good in Bed really? is a Lizzo reject. Oh, <laughs> you like it, Meg? I like it. It reminds me. This is where Ariana Grande, I think, comes into it. Ugh. Ariana Grande easily could have featured on this song, not the chorus particularly, but the, all the verse. I, at one point, I thought she was in the background, and then I looked, but she doesn't feature in it. Um, I like the message of it because when you hear the title, you think, oh, I wonder who she wrote this about. But then when you listen, it's about the synchronicity of two people, yeah. regardless of you know how good they literally are in bed. It's yes, just that they make sense together. Yes, exactly. That's what the song's about. Yeah. I know, but it it's like Boys Will Be Boys. It doesn't fit the album. There's nothing like retro or nostalgic about it. It just sounds like a hip hop song that Lizzo could have done. I feel I really feel like yeah. the delivery was very Lizzo-y. In the song Break My Heart, which is incredible. Yeah. 
There's so many incredible songs on this album. It's a perfect pop song. But when she says, am I falling in love with the one that could break my heart, yeah. shouldn't she be saying, am I falling in oh, love with the no. one that will break my heart? No, you say this, but, like, it's a potential. No, it's, he could it's the chance that is probably Yeah, it's yeah but there's always the chance. So, therefore, will, not could. Like, am I falling in the – like, you're always falling in love with anyone that could break your heart. So, it's not a question. It's a stupid question. You're yeah. always falling in love with someone that could break your heart. Anyone well, it's could. Also, it's, it, am it I falling in love with the one that will? Uh, no, I think – I, I, I change the lyric when I sing it. <laughs> I do get your point, Tim. I just don't agree. <laughs> we don't care, all right? Billy's now remembering why she hasn't been on a podca- podcast for about three weeks. <laughs> They're annoying. Yeah. I was having a Tim break. <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> do you know, can I say about this song, the video clip, I'm sure everyone will agree, is amazing. <clears throat> oh, oh God, so like, expensive too, I bet. Yeah, it looks very so good. expensive. Mm, and then it reverses itself at the end. Very clever. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't think I've seen it. No, you have. <gasps> we watched it together. So this song has. and physical, the, like those music videos are incredible. Yeah. Does she and wear the, a sweatband in the video clip for it? <laughs> no, no. No. That's the only similarity is let's get physical. She did do like a little cute promo video where she did like a fake workout. That was kind of oh. precious. I actually kind of wish the music video went that direction where she did like, okay, you're going to do this stretch. And then you just hear the music in the background. It was kind of funny and cheeky. But yeah, the actual music video was pretty incredible. High production, colorful, gorgeous. She recorded nearly 60 songs for the album, um, including unreleased collaborations with producers Mark Ronson and Pharrell Williams as well as a song with Ariana Grande called Bad To You and Miley Cyrus. And I just want to know where these songs are. Pharrell, that old has-been. Pharrell. He's off there making skin videos on YouTube. (laughs) But but don't you think that's amazing (laughs) that there's these songs sitting out there that could be incredible? Well, they're obviously not. That's a bit like the could and the will. (laughs) Could this be the song that will be incredible? But I can't believe that those collaborations wouldn't produce something amazing. Well, Well, I'm not surprised with Pharrell. If there's ever a criticism of Stuart Price, it's that he doesn't let up. He's got not much of a romantic bone in his body. So in the middle of songs, for example, there's no interlude where there's any sentimentality or anything like that. But look, it's unapologetic. This album doesn't need it necessarily, Mm. which funnily enough is why you're saying good in bed and things like that don't fit because they sort of do try to even out the tone a little bit. Mm. Well, he didn't do everything, by the way. Like he wasn't an executive producer. He only did three of the songs. Stuart did. Yeah, I'm curious though, because it feels to me, and obviously I don't know, I haven't read and I'm probably wrong, but it feels to me like even though he might have done just three or four songs, he took it at the end and, and, and put it through his usual paces. Is that not correct? Did he not take the project as a whole? I'm not sure. He only has producer credits on like four that. songs, yeah. but it, it is very cohesive. Yeah. It really feels like he's, you know, done that, grabbed the whole project and just given it a once-over. Mm-hmm. Probably wrong. And the the cover, I think, is very clever. It's reminiscent of Pulp Fiction. It's very 50s, what she's oh, wearing, and the car, the mm. very 50s. Yeah, and it's a just – it doesn't seem to match necessarily the album songs, although it doesn't have well, a very – Well, did you guys not 50s. clock the reference with the cover? It's straight from Madonna's Versace 94 shoot. Oh, 
It's like exactly. literally, it's there's a photo of Madonna in a car with the moon behind her. It's the exact same photo. Oh wow! Do you think do you think she was conscious of that, or was it her like her subconscious? Yes, I think she purely referenced the photo because she was intentionally showing off how these people are like re- like she looks up to them and she's referencing them intentionally. Yeah, I've got to admit it makes me a little bit sad though because I was there when Madonna was current and referencing people like Betty Davis, Marilyn Monroe, you know, all all the older stars, and now she's a heritage act being referenced no, as if she's dead. She's not a heritage act. Don't say that. No, I don't want it to be either, Megs. But here it is. If that's true, what Lily says about the cover, she's no. been referenced. She might as well be six foot under. <laughs> no, leap. Well, she, leap. Dua Lipa tried to do a song with her. And it just didn't work. No, it didn't. It's COVID or something. <laughs> COVID ruins everything. Well, I, actually, a lot I of people. Was, I reckon Madonna was just embarrassed and by the project and backed away no. very slowly. No, I, d- I doubt that. That'd be so rude. <laughs> I think most people hated on the production of that remix more than they did Madonna's feature. Oh, and Love Again is also underrated. Um, it, it only got 300000 for the fan promotional video clip and $17 million for the lyric video, mm. which is it's okay, but it's a really good song. It deserves much more, I would I say. do like that song. And it's the only mm. song over four minutes, which, I mean, like, that is a complaint of mine. This album could be a little longer with each of the songs. They're very condensed mm. and short. I wish they could have spread out the tracks more. Lily, you'll know this. What, what's this new album, uh, Future Nostalgia Disco or something like that, Club or something like that? There's a new version out, did you know? Oh, oh Club Future. I gave it a listen. I honestly didn't like it because <laughs> it's like, in theory, it sounded amazing, like a remix yeah. album mixed together by one producer. But if the remixes aren't that good and the producer who's mixing everything doesn't do what you want, it really doesn't sound as good as what his name is or her name. We need to <laughs> name and shame. It's the blessed Madonna. That's her name. There you if go. If Lily doesn't like it, we won't like it. That's not true. I like everything oh. that Lily doesn't like, and Lily <laughs> likes everything that I don't like. No, don't say that. That's not true. I think at all. I got that mathematically correct. Lily, how did this <laughs> album go? How did it perform around the world? Because it was a mega, mega stomper of 2020, wasn't it? Well, yeah, the album charted number one in 12 countries which i think is pretty incredible especially for a sophomore release something really great here is it like it didn't reach number one here but it was um pretty high up at the year end it was um oh not here but in the uk it was number three which is good in my opinion i don't know if like madonna ever got like a number one album at the end of a year somewhere i would definitely say that the impact of this album has been strong, especially with she got six Grammy nominations this year and five of them for this album. And Don't Start Now blew up on TikTok, so that was really cool mm-hmm. to see. And everywhere, really. I, I mean, the album is incredible. Like, songs like Cool and, um, like you said, Love Again. There's, like, these other songs that haven't been released as singles that are still incredible. The, mm. And really, the first nine songs are, like front to back flawless and then the last two in my opinion weaken it but infectious and incredible i would say like yeah there's no filler i wouldn't even call boys will be boys boys filler even though mm. we don't agree with its message i i, I dad's looking at me very angrily right now <laughs> <laughs> oh boy no oh, tim no. it's usually the opposite way well i just want to be able to say it's a no filler album because i don't often get to say that i can always find a couple of songs but i just think this is amazing 
So there you have it. People need to go and give this a spin, give it a listen. I'm sure we're the only two people on the planet who haven't done it up until now anyway. Everyone's listened to it. But go back, have another listen and leave a comment. What do you think about Lily's provocative statements that Boys Will Be Boys is an offensive sexist song yeah lily was very passionate about know, that. lily always gets mm-hmm. up so fucking terrible. you know you're welcome <laughs> thank you for having me 